This broadcast is part of the IC Robots Radio Network. Visit icrobots.com for this and many other nerd slash nostalgia related podcasts. You won't be sorry for long. To the Toys R Us report, recorded live from inside the Pooptronic Cellular Undersea Base 0001, 6.5 miles below the ocean surface. In this corner with the 98, the subject of suckers, object of hate. Who's the one something? Here's your host, IC Robots. If you're looking for me, you better check under the sea. It is your dude, I see robots, and I am not a hero, but I do sacrifice a bit of my wig each and every way to make your wig a bit less weak. And this week, it is going to get so much less weak. We got a we got a small bit from Johnny Cord that sent us something. We're going to talk about Avengers Endgame. This is, this is going to be an all-time epic episode. Let's see, I got something here on the drive from Iceberg and MCK. Let me see if I can find it. It's around here somewhere. I, I really should have these things booted up. Hold it now. Hit it. You are listening to the Toys R Us Report. Mind over matter. Mouth in motion. Can't deny it, because I'll never be quiet. Let's start this. Alright, we are back to get started. That was, of course, a takeoff on Right Starter by Public Enemy, the... The greatest rap group of all the time in space. One of my, one of my favorites. Thank you, MCK. Thank you, Iceberg. I appreciate you guys working on that. This, this is gonna be fun. We were lucky enough to get an actual clip of Johnny Cord from, from J Five and his dude A B Silver. I, I thought we weren't gonna get this for a couple weeks, but dude, they sent it to us. Now let's, let's see what that's all about. I'm excited to give this a hear. I can't even imagine what the show is gonna be like. Uh, Emily, can you, uh, can you pop that, uh, bit from Johnny Court on, please? Yeah, hold on. I have it right here. Have you, uh, have you heard it yet? Yeah, I heard it. Is it wild? What do you, what do you think? What do I think? Man, I don't want to blow it for you. Just listen. Okay, I'm I'm actually pretty excited about it. Here you go, Emily out. Johnny Court, preview clip, number one. Hey you. What? Are, are you talking to me? Yes you. Stop where you are. This is A.B. Silver and you are under arrest. Under arrest? For what? I haven't done anything. And plus, you're not a cop. Who are you? I already told you. I am A.B. Silver. And I am with Johnny Five. And we are placing you under arrest. Under arrest? For what? I'm just sitting here eating soup. For what? For being a scummy flesh bag and for bothering me by slurping your soup. You are disgusting. 
I'm disgusting. I'm not even slurping my soup. I'm feeding it with my spoon, man. I'm just sitting here minding my own business. Be that as it may, put out your hands so that I might slap these silver bracelets on. You are coming with us. Nuts to that! I ain't doing anything! Just leave me alone so I can eat my soup! I gotta get back to the construction site! Johnny get him. You bet AB. Zap him with the stun gun he is resisting arrest. I will zap him at full strength. Take that new disgusting flesh bag. <laughs> we did it AB. Another disgusting flesh bag brought to justice. Let's slap the cuffs on and take him too. Johnny Court. Coming soon to your cruddy 13 inch TV. Johnny Court. Starring AB Silver and Johnny Five. Wow, uh, I don't really know what to say about that. I, I feel like we were given a recording of a crime in progress that seems like, it seems like assault and kidnapping to me. I, I don't know what to make about that. I, I wonder if I should turn that over to the authorities. Also, what's the deal with the show? Do they actually go out and, like, apprehend the criminals and then bring them back to Johnny Court? Like, they're the police, the judge, the jury... And if need be, the executioner. I hope it doesn't come to that. That would be that would be weird. That was that was super wild. I wonder if that was. I wonder if it's a setup, like some kind of like a reality show. That that construction worker dude seemed seemed a bit off. And also the question that I have about the clip, and I don't wanna I don't wanna like badmouth a sponsor because this is this is you know paid material. They're theoretically gonna pay us for playing these clips, but uh. The, the part that rings untrue to me is why were J5 and AB Silver in a diner? That was, that was like a diner in Philadelphia full of like construction workers and like, you know, blue collar dudes, the kind of, the kind of place that serves like, you know, blue plate specials, things like that. A real cool place. I like the way it looked. I think that I myself would go there. It was one of those, one of those gimmicks that was, it looked like it was made out of, like, an old train car. You know what I'm talking about? They don't have any of those around here, but they do look kind of cool. But, uh, what would they be doing in there? Maybe, maybe they were hunting. Maybe they were on the hunt. Like, they were going out and they were, they were looking for a flesh bag criminal. But I don't know if you can zap somebody with a stun gun because they're slurping, uh, soup. I, I, I don't know, dude. I don't eat a lot of soup myself. Also, while we're on the topic of soup, I do eat soup every once in a while, but I'm not, I'm not like a soup kind of guy for the most part, but, um, don't you kind of have to slurp it a little when you eat it? I don't know. Um, it, it's probably hard to get it into your, uh, into your gaping maw without doing a bit of a slurp. I guess you could just stick the whole spoon in there, but I don't know, man. You can't, you can't zap somebody with a stun gun because they're eating their food a little bit too loudly. Even though, I, even though, like, I, I also can understand how you might want to do that. I, I am not the type who is prone to violence, but when people are loud, man, it, it does kind of drive me in that direction. That was, that was a well-produced clip, though. I have to admit that I'm a bit surprised. The, the production value on that was uh, a bit higher than what I would have expected from a. From A, B, and J, 5, I've seen a few of their projects in the past, and I don't know, they they were more like, more like TV quality. This actually had, like, more of a, of a cinematic, cinematic take on it, but it could just be because this is from, like, the pilot, you know, the pilot oftentimes is a lot, a lot higher quality than the show itself. I, I don't know. 
know, man. Dog the Bounty Hunter had a really long run on TV. And, like, what's that show? People's Court has had, like, an incredibly long run. It may not be, like, a, that bad of an idea to uh, combine the two. I've heard worse ideas. I could actually see this being, like, an hour-long show. The first half could be them going out and apprehending the criminal. And then in the second one, they could they could put him on trial the second half. They could put him on trial. I... I don't know. I I don't really like. I don't watch any TV judges presently. I have seen like a few episodes of like Judge Wapner in the day, but I I don't watch any any show like that presently. But I don't know. I I could maybe be convinced to watch this if the the reviews were good. If people said it was a lot of fun, I well I might end up being one of the dudes in the reviews of this stuff. So maybe I'll just have to I'll have to watch it anyway. It was all right. It sounded fun. I. I did feel a bit uncomfortable listening to that, I do have to admit, because that poor guy was, he looked to be in his, like, 60s. I i feel bad for him having to go work construction at that age, but, uh, you know, it's important to, it's important to put away as much as you can. It's not how much you make, it's how much you save. Remember that, that's advice from me, from me to you, put away as much as you can so you don't wind up uh, working construction at 62 years old, eating soup and getting zapped, I, I don't know, it did make me feel a bit weird, I, I felt for that guy, that was, that was something else, but, uh, ABJ5, thanks for the clip, I do appreciate that, I hope the, I hope the check's in the mail, man, but, uh, let's move into At The Movies. In a moment, At The Movies, without Ebert, Siskel, or even that dude Roper, but you've got icy robots, so that's something Crash. Refuse that didn't fit into the system. Until someone had the bright idea of recycling us. Serve science. Why do you keep taking this pill? I'll never have kids. Someday. I know I look like a witch. High Life 2019. It's just a new religion for you. High Life. I went to see High Life with the old wife on a Sunday afternoon. It was playing at the RD4D Theater over on Summerfield Road. I I like this theater. They have real butter on the popcorn and on the counter they have this um like long long row of different condiments you can put on your popcorn. They have, like, chili sauce or chili pepper. These are all powders, you know, like, chili powder. They have brewer's yeast, which I, which I like. Garlic. All these, anything you can imagine. It is, it's amazing. It's a really, really nice theater. They have these, uh, fresh-baked cookies. These, uh, chocolate chip cookies that I, that I like to get every once in a while. I did not get one when I went to see High Life because... I had seen trailers for this on other things I'd seen over at Summerfield. And the movie, the movie looked like a super weird sci-fi tale. But it also, it also looked like it might be a bit disturbing. So I didn't know what to, uh, what to make of it going in. And to be honest, I didn't know what to make of it when I left. I do, I do know now a bit more about what to make of it. But, uh. This is a weird movie with disturbing graphic content throughout, so 
be advised of that if you decide to go see this. At the at the theater, they have these flyers out in front of the uh, movie that list the director and all the stuff that you might want to know going in. And they have they have a plot synopsis, and I'm going to read a bit of this because I I have to admit I was a bit confused while watching the movie, but that doesn't mean it was bad. It just means it was weird. Let's. Let's see what it says. Monty and his baby daughter are the last survivors of a damned and dangerous mission to the outer reaches of the solar system. The crew of death row inmates led by a doctor with sinister motives have vanished. As the mystery of what happened on board the ship is unraveled, father and daughter must rely on each other to survive as they hurtle into a black hole. The... The basic idea is that the the main character Monty, who's played by Rob Pattison from Twilight, and a bunch of other a bunch of other death row inmates are put onto this ship, and they're sent they're sent deep into space to see what happens when you go into a black hole. On the on the course of the trip, this deranged doctor, played by Julie Binoche, does does these really weird, sinister experiments on them. I I think the purpose of the experiments is to see if they can impregnate somebody in space. I am not sure. It's, it's really weird. It borders on sexual assault, and it's like super duper deranged. I I like a weird sci-fi movie. I like a weird sci-fi movie a lot. That's that's right in my wheelhouse. I'll crank one of these out of the park anytime I see it. But this this was a super weird movie. Now that's not to say I didn't like it, but when I saw it, I didn't like it. And when I left, I turned to the wife and I was like, I do not in any way know what to make of that. And she said, I don't either. There is, there is a scene of a room on the ship where I, I don't know how to put this in family friendly terms. It is, it's a room where you go inside and you receive gratification, let's say. And the, the scene where Julie Binoche goes in and gets gratified is, it is one of the weirdest things I have ever seen in the cinema. And I've seen, I've seen a lot, dude. This movie, this movie is super weird. It is directed by visionary film director. They spelled visionary wrong on this flyer. Claire Denise, who did Chocolat, amongst other things. The, the movie is very well put together. I, I do want to say there's a lot of beautiful cinematography. There is a lot of neat things going on. But it is, it is absolutely disturbing. And I don't use that lightly. There is one scene of sexual assault on the ship that is, it's very graphic and not for the faint of heart. I, I cannot recommend this movie for that reason alone because I... I left very shaken up, but sometimes the purpose of going to the movies is to leave a bit shaking up. This, this one really does it if that's, uh, if that's what you're looking for. If you want to leave feeling confused and a bit shaken up, this is the movie for you. But with all that said, it is not a bad movie. It's a very well put together movie. Rob Pattison is becoming, I would say he is past becoming. He is a very good actor at this point in his career. And, He's making really interesting choices. His 
his past few movies have all been really good. He was in the, uh, what is it, the the Lost City of Z with Jax from Sons of Anarchy. That was great. He was in a movie called Damsel, a Western, and that was that was fantastic. If you if you get the chance to see that, see that. It's weird. It's not a traditional Western. If you like weird movies, that's for you. He was in Good Times the other year, which was which was really good. That's uh that's playing on I think it's on Amazon Prime now. If you have Prime Video, you can you can watch that. That's a uh, another weird one. He's making some really interesting picks. It's like I think he considers himself to be a very good actor. And in the in the Twilight movies, he he probably feels like he dug himself into this hole, this hole of being a pop star. So he's going out of his way to pick the weirdest movies he can, trying to trying to make it to the surface. But I got to say, Rob, if you're listening, and I know I know you're a fan, I I got to say you're out of the hole, dude. You're up on the surface now. You can you can do with whatever you wish of your career. I know I've talked about this before. The last time Rob was in a was in a movie I watched, but um, there's talk of him playing Batman, and I I think he can do it. I think if you uh you buff the dude up a bit, yeah, you, you give him some you know manly shoulders and stuff. I think he can carry it. He he's a good actor. I I look forward to seeing the next Rob Pattison project, and that's that's nothing I I thought I'd ever I'd ever say when I was forced to go see the what was it five the five Twilight movies at the. Uh, at the theater by the old wife. The first one, the first Twilight, I thought was pretty good. You know, it's pretty good, like young adult romance. I thought it was, I thought it was fine, but um, those those go off the rails quickly, and the uh, the end, the end is absolutely deranged. I think the the end of Twilight, where that one werewolf dude falls in love with uh, Rob Pattinson and Kristen Stewart's baby, or whatever, I might be misinterpreting that. That is as deranged as anything you're going to see in uh in High Life. High Life High Life is good though. I can't in any way say it's a bad movie. There's nothing there's nothing bad about it except the fact that it's very confusing and it's uh incredibly disturbing. But if that's what you're into, go go check it out on the good old-fashioned Source Magazine mic meter with one being a dud and five being an all classic. I am going to go ahead and I'm going to give High Life a solid 3.5 mics. mics. 3.5 mics. On April 26th, under different circumstances, this would be totally awesome. Summer begins. It's time to live up to our name. This is our Hail Mary. With the end game. You know your teams, you know your missions. Look out for each other. Oh, God. What's up, regular size man? (laughs) All right, it is me, and we are back. Today, we are going to be talking about what is... I don't know, man. This is, like, the most eagerly anticipated movie, maybe, of, like, all the times. I... I think maybe the only thing that might be as eagerly anticipated was maybe, maybe The Force Awakens, I don't know, but this, this is something. Ten years and 22 movies in the Marvel slate have led up to this, Avengers Endgame, and I, I don't know, man, the movie was dynamite. I feel as if it gave every, 
every possible thing that you could want out of a movie like this. It was it was action packed. It was character driven. It was a tear jerker at the end. It was it was absolute dynamite. The movie had like a one billion dollar opening weekend, which is that is that's just, I don't know, man. That's like an unheard of, unprecedented thing. We went to see the movie on a Sunday in the morning because the the joint is over three hours long. It's like just over three hours. And I, I wanted to get something else out of the day. So I'm like, we got to see this early so that we have we have something left, you know. But the, the three hours really, really, really fly by. I did not feel as if the movie was too long at all. It was, it was just right. I, I want to do this without spoiling anything because that would be wrong, man. This is like 22 movies in. This is 10 years in the making. It's, it's unprecedented, as I said. And I don't want to, I don't want to ruin it for anybody in any way. I'm considering coming back and maybe recording like a, like a spoiler heavy review on a, on a different thing. But I, I, I don't know if I'm going to do that. I may, I may not. I don't know. I shouldn't have mentioned this at all if I didn't intend to do it. So I, I more than likely will, but, um, I, I thought this was great. I want to, I want to touch on the story without giving, giving anything away, like I said, but in, in the last Avengers film, Avengers Infinity War, Thanos, Thanos went ahead and wiped out half of all existence. Everybody, everybody on the earth, everyone in space, everyone everywhere chopped in half, half the people gone, chopped, and this is the five years after that, people are depressed, people are bummed out, the world, the world is in ruins and stuff, and the Avengers, the, the remaining Avengers, who do you got, you got Captain America, you got Iron Man, you got Rocket Raccoon, you got Thor, you have Nebula, you have, I don't know, there's a couple others, but they, War Machine, don't want to forget War Machine, he was in it. The remaining Avengers are all teaming up and they come up with a scheme in which they're going to try to undo what Thanos has done. I don't think that gives anything away. Obviously, they're going to try to undo what Thanos has done. And in the course of the movie, they go back and they they touch on a lot of neat things from the past. The movie... The movie's kind of like a scrapbook in a lot of ways of where Marvel's been over the over the last 10 years, this, this whole thing, it really, it really meant a lot to me because the, uh, I See Robots family has seen each and every one of these 22 movies in the theater together. It's been, it's been like a family tradition and it was nice to see everything sewn up in this way. It really, it really touched me because 2.0 is, she's 17 now. She's almost on the verge of well, she's on the verge of being an adult, and we've been doing this together since, man, since she was seven years old. She has grown up with these Marvel movies, and for all intents and purposes, this is sewing everything up, sure. There is going to be Marvel movies in the future, but they're not going to be what we've, what we've come to know. There's going to be new people, new things. This is really, this is really the end of an era, and I feel as if it was a very fitting, very heartwarming, very touching into an era. It's going to give you everything that you want. I feel there was nothing left out. I, I really liked it a lot. One thing that I, I liked is you got to see a lot out of the secondary characters, because the team is broken down to those 
those who were left. So you get a lot out of Ant-Man. And I, I was really surprised to see that a lot of the movie hinges on Nebula, who's played by Karen Gillan from, uh, I think she was in Doctor Who. She's She was in Jumanji. She's kind of the central star of the whole thing, which is wacky, because up until now, she's only been like a minor character. I think she's cool myself. She's she's always angry. She's always grumbling, and I, I, I kind of get a kick out of it. So it was neat to see her in a in a more expanded more expanded part of the uh of the movie in the uh in like the months and the weeks leading up to this i started building up this anticipation it was like it was really starting to weigh on me and really started to stress me out so i went ahead and i i bought our tickets way early usually when we go to the uh the theater the airport cinema we sit in row g i like to be toward the back to go all the way up to h i like to be in row g on the corner. I like a corner seat. I want to be able to escape in case anything happens. But um we we weren't able to get our seats, which kinda which kinda tripped me out a bit. We were actually in row F. Which was uh weird to me, but this is neither here nor there. It didn't hinder my enjoyment of the movie at all. And it's not even it's not even like anything that I really should be mentioning to you guys. But the, the anticipation was really good to me. We ordered our tickets way far out. I guess that's why I'm telling you this story. We ordered our tickets so far out just so that I could get the stress off my shoulders. And I wasn't able to get the uh, G13, 12, and 11 like I like. So that shows you that shows you how much was going on. This was like the biggest thing in all the history of things. In December, we're going to be getting another Star Wars flick. We're going to see uh, Rey again. We're going to see Finn again. And I, I think that's amazing. And that's the end of the Star Wars Skywalker saga. And I don't even imagine that in any way... It's going to be as big as Avengers Endgame. And that's crazy because in the entire history of things, Star Wars may be the biggest thing since, since like music, since like, I don't know, since anything. It's a gigantic, it's enormous. And um, the, the, uh, the hype for Endgame kind of, kind of blows Star Wars out of the water. It's crazy. When you uh, look back to where Marvel related movies started with like Blade and, like, the X-Men and stuff, if you said someday these are going to be the biggest movies in the history of all everything, I don't think I would have believed you. At one point, Marvel was bankrupt. They were on the verge of going out. Now, biggest thing in history. I'm happy to see... I'm happy to see them turn around. This was... This was a lot of fun. The overall review that I have just done, I feel, is a bit lackluster, but I do not want to spoil this in any way for you guys, if you haven't already seen it. I feel like most of you have already seen it, but if you haven't, I don't want to ruin it for you, because it is, it's spectacular. At the end, I was almost in tears, I was jumping out of my seat, cheering at points, it was, it was dynamite, so... On the good old-fashioned source magazine mic meter, with one being a dud and five being an all-time classic, I am going to go ahead and give Avengers Endgame a solid 4.5 mics. 4.5 mics. You made it this far. It's time. The final segment, the Icy Robots Radio Pop Culture slash Toy News slash Other Boring Stuff Informational Moment. 
All right, it is me, and we are back for what is the final segment of the show. This is the one where we talk about things I bought, things I did, things I thought, just whatever, dude. This is like the random ending part of the show. Let's let's start off with a. We got a couple voicemails, and we got a text from last week that I that I was unable to get to last time around. If you want to reach out to the show, you can do so at 707-532-JAMS or 707-532-5267. I I always give that wrong. It's 707-532-5267. It's a it's an answering machine down there on the earth base and you can you can leave a voicemail you can leave a text you can do you can do whatever let's uh let's start off we'll go voicemail text voicemail let's uh let's start off with a voicemail and see what it says hey isr this is patreon donor gabe gotta catch my breath here a little nervous to be on the on the great toys r us report I just wanted to drop some, a few things for you to, you know, chew on. One of them is, I, I like your uh, new show about Shazam, and I nicknamed his uh, siblings uh, the Shazam Five, which I don't know if there's five or not in the group, but uh, I thought it was kind of funny, you know. You call Marvel, but, you know, they're Shazam, so they're definitely the Shazam Five. And I really enjoyed that, that uh movie was great and there was something else I wanted to say oh I like Johnny Gord I wish it was a real show it's an awesome show and, and yeah I wish it was a real oh actually we'll keep that in the DL so you know yeah it's a, it's a great show I can't wait to you know see it or hear more about it definitely but you know and as far as Star Wars goes you talked a little bit about that yeah Ray was kind of Ray wasn't herself in Star Wars uh, the, the last uh, Jedi so I'm kind of Looking forward to her being a little bit better this time around and all the characters being a little bit back to the J.J. Abrams universe, but I choose the fan enough. Um, you have a, a good one, ISR, and I can't wait to hear the next show. Bye for now. Gabe, my dude, thanks for reaching out. I really appreciate that. When when you reference uh, Johnny Court. Not being a real show, I think what you what you mean to say is that you think you think this is all vaporware, like all their other projects, like the AB Silver story, that movie that they that they took funding for, but then they had like a mysterious accident. My fingers are doing quotes. Remember there was a there was a fire on the set before filming could start, and then the the whole thing with Johnny Coins, their cryptocurrency. Remember how. That was all, that was all in the air. I don't know. I, I think they might actually be coming out with something this time. You heard that, you heard that clip that they sent us earlier. They, they actually had something. I don't know. We never actually heard any bits from the, from the AB Silver story. So I don't know. It's, it's possible that we may actually see Johnny Court on, uh, one of the over-the-air affiliate stations or something. I don't know. Let's hope. Yeah, Shazam was pretty fun. I I might go see that one again. I'm thinking about it. But I I'm in a bit of a superhero overload right now because of uh because of that Avengers. That Avengers movie was that Avengers movies was something, man. That was like that was like two movies rolled up into one. And I mean that by 
by the length. But uh, yeah, dude, thanks for reaching out and thanks for your continued patronage. I I appreciate that. Also, we we were talking about Ray on the last show, and one of the things we brought up is how Ray seemed like a Jedi poser in the second movie, the the uh the last Jedi with with her little Qui-Gon Jinn ponytail and her Jedi robes. I don't know, man. I I was not feeling it. I didn't hate the movie overall. Definitely not as much as some people, but I, I wasn't feeling it. I'm happy to see her happy to see her back in her desert rags or something at least approximating her desert rags, because it looks like she has a hood. But uh I'm glad to see that she's back to the Ray we all know and love. Gabe Thanks for reaching out. Let's uh let's take a look at a text message. We got we got a text message. It says top five game shows. Man, press your luck. Price is right. The ten thousand dollar pyramid. Scrabble and let's make a deal. This is Vic, by the way. And by that they mean uh he means uh Vic Sage, the great Vic Sage from a Diary of an Arcade Employee podcast, also from Saturday Frights, also from. Over at The Retroist, you can follow him at VicSage2005 on the tweets. Dude, that's a good list. You can't do wrong. Press your luck. Price is right, of course. $10,000 Pyramid. I completely forgot about that one, but that one's been on the air in some form seemingly forever. Scrabble. I do not recall Scrabble, but let's make a deal, dude. Let's make a deal. The Monty Hall Classic. You cannot go wrong with that. Vic, thanks for that list. I appreciate that a lot. You're a... You're a good dude. You're a man amongst men. Alrighty, tidy, whitey, Vic, thanks. Let's see, we got one more voicemail here. Let me, uh, boot that up. Hey, IC Robot. It's your buddy, Joe. I, uh, I love the show. It's your buddy, Joe. I, uh, I love the show. I especially love the, the documentary reviews you've been doing lately. The Life About Flash and, uh, one about wrestling. I love documentaries, love documentary reviews. Uh, my question or comment, rather, is that this Jedi training, it's gotten a lot shorter over the years, hasn't it? I mean, it seems like Anakin Skywalker, he, he trained for the better part of his childhood. And then Luke, maybe, you know, here and there, but it seems like they're downloading it like the Matrix now. Like, like it doesn't seem like this new character got even an hour of, uh, of Jedi training or... Or maybe a week. Anyway, I was curious about your thoughts on that. Uh, Love the show. Uh, Thank you. Bye. Joe, uh, thanks for reaching out. Joe's another show patron, real good guy, lives here in good old Santa Rosa. I, I dig what you're saying about the, uh, Jedi training. I, I don't know. To me, I think that the, the whole Jedi thing might be a scam. I think that you have this power within you, and while... Of course, you can use some training. I think that, I think that you can go it alone without any. It may be that the Jedi Order is just a way to kind of, to kind of control you. You know, to kind of keep you on one side instead of on the other side. Well, I guess that is exactly what it is. You know, they, they want to use the Jedi training as a way to keep you from joining the dark side. But if you are somebody virtuous like Rey is, Rey of Jakku, you're probably able to, you're probably able to go at it alone. I, I think in the, what is it, The Last Jedi, when she, when she goes down into that hole and she has that vision and when she's in there, she only sees herself. She sees herself reflected. I took that to mean that... 
She didn't need anybody but herself. That she was her own greatest teacher. That she can do it on the dolo. She can do it for Delph. And that is largely what she has done. When she was on that uh, Jedi planet with with Skywalker, sure, he he showed her some stuff. He talked to her a bit. But everything she was doing, she was doing on her own. And I don't, I don't know if that is so much that the... The Jedi teaching is lessened over the years. It may be that that's just Rey, dude. Rey's got it all. Rey can do it on her own. Rey can, uh, she can bring home the bacon. She can fry it up in a pan. Anjali, the eight-hour perfume for that 24-hour woman. I can bring home the bacon. Anjali. Fry it up in a pan. And never, never, never let you forget you romance. Cause I'm a woman. Anjali. For your 24 hour woman. That whole thing is interesting because it's it's dope that she can go out in the world and earn a living and then she also she also has the skills to cook, but then it goes into like this servile thing where she'll never let you forget you're a man. I don't know. This this was somebody's idea of forward thinking back in the day. I I don't know, but uh at any rate, Joe, I appreciate you reaching out to us. That was that was great of you. They they have a really good documentary section over at Joe Video. Since we uh since we're sort of still on the topic of documentaries and stuff, and you said you said you liked them. Do you do you go to Joe Video? I hope you do. I I love it there. That's where I rented both those movies. I bought a I bought a Blu-ray the other day there. I just have such a nice time going over there and looking at the movies and renting movies. It's it's an awesome place. If you don't go there, Joe Nobody, I highly recommend Joe Video. I know I know you're more of a video droid dude, but sadly Sadly, Video Droid is no longer with us, so we gotta support the one that still is. So, my dude, I implore you, go over to Joe Video, open an account, rent a movie, buy a movie, just go buy a Blu-ray. Just go in there and buy a DVD. He has tons of DVDs for like seven bucks. He has some for like four bucks. Just go over there, do so, enjoy the environment, just help me to keep Joe Video with us. I... I love that place. Joe, Joe Nobody, Joe the Patron who called in. I definitely, definitely appreciate everything you do for the show. I appreciate the shares. I, I don't know, man. We wouldn't make it if not for dudes like you and Santa Rosa would be lessened by losing somebody like you. Like we're being lessened by having Gino Vega move to Napa, which is, uh, which is super weird. But, uh, you gotta do what you gotta do. I'd never hold it against a brother to, uh, move, but, uh, I wish he was staying here in Santa Rosa. I I don't know. It's it's going to be weird. I'll be able to feel the force of not having another original Santa Rosa bro here in town. But uh, it's good that you're still here. It's good that I'm still here. And it's good that everybody out there in Santa Rosa who's listening. I know, I know like maybe, maybe a third of the population of a uh, good old SR listens, but, uh, Joe, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Let's, uh, let's see what else is going on. Oh, I got, I got a couple new Migos and I'm going to open one right here on the air. Let me, let me tell you the tale of how I got them really quick. I am a member of the Migo ambassador forum on Facebook. I, 
I got hip to that by my dude, Engineer Nerd. I, I like it. Everyone there seems genuine. They all seem like they're they're into the Amigo love. And one of the one of the cats on there, a guy named Chris, who owns a video game store somewhere down south, he, he said he was gonna order a few cases of the figures and that he was he was gonna be willing to break them up and sell them at a at target prices for $14.99 each. They they go for more than that, it seems, on on like various toy sites and stuff. So I decided to give dude a shot and I, I hit him up and I'm like, I would like two of these dudes. I would like the glow in the dark Frankenstein and also the Nosferatu. And he he hooked me up. They showed up at my house soon later and there was a there was a neat surprise. They were autographed on the back by the by the gal who is the tailor for Migo. She she designs all the uh, all the gear for the figures. She lives in the hometown of the dude who has the the video game store, and she was more than happy to come down and sign these on the back in in silver pin. Her name is uh, Rachel Baker. I should probably mention that. I I think that's pretty neat. I I'm into it, man. Let's let's take a look at the figure. Well, before we take a look at the figure, let me let me send a shout out to the dude's store. I I got the mailing label here. It's called VGH Video Games, and it's in Augusta, Georgia. If you if you're in the area, the dude has an amazing Mego selection at his store. I've seen some of the some of the pictures that he posts. He has all the ones. That are out now, the Frankenstein, the Elvis, the Jimi Hendrix and the floppy hat, all the, all the, uh, DC 52 characters. I do not know if he has Black Mantis, the, the big Black Mantis from, uh, Aquaman fame. That one, that one seems like the hardest one to, uh, to come by. I think it's like, I think it's like one per case is what I heard people say, but all the other figures are available, like, in individual cases. Oh, Speaking of that, the box that he shipped me the two Migos in was an actual Mego box. It says Mego Glow in the Dark Frankenstein on the side. It's it's pretty neat. It's what I'm gonna use to store my Mego figures that I that I move out of rotation. Let's let's bust this open. This is the Glow in the Dark Frankenstein. He is from the the horror set. He's number 4,599 out of 10,000. I think the card art is red. It has a dope Frankenstein image on it. Let me let me try to get into this without scarring it as um, as minimally as I can. Bring in my finger around the edge of the Mego, and now I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can only get like oh I got it. I got the card like most of the way open. It's kind of it's kind of hinged so I can I can put it back on there. So very neat. If you look at the back of the card, the the place where the figure is located is a bed. There's an image of like a of a Dr. Frankenstein bed. Let me sit that let me sit that over there. Ugh, this figure is so great. He is the he's the same mold as the other Frankenstein from the from the previous monster set, but he is glow in the dark. Let me let me turn my light on here at the at the desk so we can get a better a better look at him. He has scars in different places than the than the other one did. I don't know if his whole body is glow in the dark. Let me see. It appears it's the same color 
but I don't know if it's a glow-in-the-dark material. I will... I'll get back to you on that. I kind of don't think so, but also maybe? It's the same color, but you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that it actually glows. I... I don't think so, but possibly. I will let you know as soon as I know. He has, um, a chain with, uh, handcuffs. He's handcuffed. He's... He's being restrained because he's so... He's so powerful. I wonder... I wonder if this Frankenstein would fare better than the one against Muhammad Ali in the Migo Fighting Championships. That's that's something I'm doing on icrobots.com. I'm taking pictures of my Migos in in fighting scenarios and we're having a tournament to determine determine who is the best and Frankenstein fought Muhammad Ali in a first round bout and he was defeated. I I have some reasoning for this. The the reason I felt like Muhammad Ali would beat Frankenstein in a fight is because, well, number one, he already beat Superman in a boxing match. And also, Frankenstein is incredibly powerful. He is incredibly powerful. But he's also, he's a reluctant fighter. He's not, he doesn't want to get into it. So I, I thought if he was placed into like a prize fighting situation, he could very well fold. And we know Ali is as tough as nails. He's an Olympic champion undisputed world champion. He fought uh, Antonio Inoki in an MMA fight in Japan. Dude is, the dude is as tough as they come. He beat Ernie Shavers. He beat a prime, a prime George Foreman. He beat Joe Frazier. Sure, Frankenstein is a big green monster, but still, he has not faced the competition of Ali. I, I could honestly see it going either way if Frank was enraged. He could very well win the fight, but in the scenario I used in the MFC, he just went at it. Ali just went right at him, knocked him out before, before Frank knew what was going on. This, this is a neat figure. You guys, hold on, check it out. While, while we were talking, I had my arm behind my back and I've stuck the figure on a lamp on the other side of the room. And I'm going to go over there and I'm going to get the figure and I'm going to turn off the lamp. And we're going to find out if, in fact, he is glow-in-the-dark on all of his organs or not. Well, what do you know? What do you know? I'm coming back. Do you hear me rolling back? I'm coming back. I have my earphones, the cans, as we say in the business. He, in fact, is... His torso glows in the dark. His hands glow in the dark. That is... That's out of sight, Migo. You... You did the right thing and went all the way with it. Sometimes companies will have like a glow-in-the-dark head or glow-in-the-dark hands, but the the parts that you don't see under the clothes are not glow-in-the-dark. Very, very, very nice. This figure is maybe the greatest thing I've ever had in my life. I, I love this. I think it's absolutely fantastic. What a... What a great figure. It has buttons on it, but the shirt closes with Velcro, which is... Which is pretty good. The The articulation is nice. There are how many points? There is 14 points in Amigo. 8 inches. 14 points of articulation. This is, this is amazingly fantastic. I love it so much. Amigo, you came through again. I, I think that's about it, my dudes. I got, I got a bit of bad news. There isn't going to be a new show next week. I gotta, I gotta have a little bit of dental work done. Don't worry. No big deal at all. My Pooptronics dental covers the whole thing. But it is, 
it is going to put me out of commission, I think, for for the length of time that it'll uh, make it almost near impossible to get the show done in time. So, I'll pop a classic episode of Blast from the Past. I'll record a new intro to make it fun where I'll, I'll detail some, like, insider things that happened during the show or something. I don't know. I'll do something. It'll be fun. It'll be great. But, uh, I will see you guys soon enough. Don't worry about me. Everything's great. I am Aces. Uh, hope you are doing the same. So, for A.B. Silver, Johnny5, Engineer Emily Iceberg for that mix, MC Kate makes the mic disintegrate. This has been episode number 194. If you don't know, now you know. has been I See Robots Radio production. I See Robots Radio is a listener-supported in Dehar. If you like what we do and we make your day a little easier, please consider tossing a few bucks our way to help keep the life support running. All money collected goes to help us prepare for future space pirate attacks. Go on over to supportthereport.com for all the details. Thanks and have a great week. Portions of our broadcast day may be presented either in whole or in part by means of videotape or film reproduction. This is KTXL TV 40, signing off the air, ending another schedule of broadcasting. KTXL, Sacramento, Stockton, California. I'm just sitting here eating soup.